stop what you are doing right now. If you are listening to this episode when it dropped, you have one day to snag the course that is going to change the way that you do business. We mean it and we do not say this lightly. We launched the course that you never knew that you needed, seven figure sales. But before you think, yeah, but I've been in the industry and I have no issues getting my clients to commit. Or if you're thinking, actually, I'm just starting out and I'm just getting a handle on my business itself, we wanna give you a little teaser of what's included in this beefiest course ever. Seven Figure Sales has four stacked modules with specific instructions on how to create your service suite, implement or raise your fees to the point where it matches your company's overhead and your dream income. Communicate your unique value proposition, create a pitch that converts and crush the close. We're talking about 30 bite-sized but jam-packed pre-recorded lessons with clear action items that you can implement immediately. And if that's not enough, the resources are out of this world. You'll receive an expense spreadsheet that helps you convert your information into an annual budget, as well as then take that information and convert it into a fee calculator that gives you an objective approach to each planning fee by accounting for the complexities of the trip and the time required for that specific inquiry. We're removing the subjectivity from your service suite and showing you how you can increase your profit margin by applying these principles. It's not subjective, it's not wishy-washy, it is purely math based off of the profit margin that you want for your business. But this course is not just about sales, it is about you, your story, your business, your profit, your dream clients, and ultimately your success. We are so confident in this course's impact on your business that we're backing it with our money back guarantee. Seven Figure Sales is only available this week though. The sales end Wednesday, August 16th. So go ahead, hop on over to the link in the show notes and hit buy now to completely revolutionize how you do business and how you think about sales. This summer, we are going to feature systems that we love and believe can not only elevate, but simplify your business. Today, we're going to kick it off by discussing the incredible benefits of the Travel Joy CRM. As a travel advisor, you understand the challenges of managing client information, bookings, itineraries, and communication efficiently. That's where TravelJoy comes in, offering a comprehensive platform specifically designed to streamline your workflow and enhance your client experience. In this episode, we'll take a closer look at the advantages of working with TravelJoy. We'll discuss how it simplifies the booking process by providing you with loaded task lists that direct you through the client experience so that you never miss an important detail. We'll also explore how the CRM empowers you to visually create appealing interactions with your clients that reiterate your brand at every turn. By the end of this episode, you'll have a clear understanding of how TravelJoy CRM can revolutionize your travel advising business and elevate your client satisfaction to new heights. Hey, it's your travel industry best friends, Robin and Jen from Teak. We're obsessed with practically anything that touches your business and allows you to scale to the level of success that you've always dreamt of. With Robin's background in sales and marketing and Jennifer's experience as a management level HR professional, we grew a small itinerary creation company into a multi-million dollar travel agency. And now we aim to help others skip the hard stuff and get right to the big wins. We're probably each recording this holding a glass of wine. So pour one up with us, grab a seat and join us to talk all things travel and business. Today, we are joined by our client experience expert, Ashlyn. So welcome back, Ashlyn. So to kick things off, Jen is going to first start by going through the actual aesthetic capabilities of the system. If you've listened to us before, if you've seen our website, if you've seen our programs, you know we're obsessed with travel joy. Now, 
I want to say this with a little asterisk. We know not every host utilizes travel joy. One of the most popular questions we get all the time is, if my host requires me to input my finances or invoice in XYZ system, do you still recommend travel joy? And that is really up to you. But we'll touch on how we believe travel joy really differentiates itself in a marketplace where there are a lot of options and how it works more so as a project management software so that you can focus on the client facing pieces. What I want to tackle first is how customizable and visually appealing travel joy proposals and email communications can be for you. So they came out with this thing called smart proposals recently. If you don't use an itinerary creator like Travify or Axis, then this is a fantastic tool. If you do use it, you might still prefer it because travel joy smart proposals are really beautiful. They did a really great job of creating the proposal platform. They do now have it set up so that it can be utilized as an itinerary for clients. What we feel like we're missing just in full transparency still is the actual app component that Travify or Access offers, but we've expressed our wishes <laughs> to, to the Travel Joy team. We express our wishes a lot to the Travel Joy team. The reality is we want to present proposals in a beautiful way so that people are tempted with that wanderlust and that allure that images can create. And you want to incorporate your brand at every turn. So it's really great to be able to have every touch that your clients have with you, reiterate your brand. And that might be in the coloration of imagery. If you have like warm tones and really editorial photos, or if you have light and airy landscapes, like whatever kind of creates that feeling and that emotion that you want your clients to feel anytime they come in contact with your brand, you're able to integrate that imagery in the system as a default image or change it to match the trip. You can also incorporate that imagery in the smart proposals. It is a really great system to be able to pull on the heartstrings by incorporating your brand imagery. It also allows for you to create professional itineraries that sync with flights and add addresses of accommodations, activity details. That's all kind of standard when it comes to the itinerary creator, but it is something that makes it very beautiful when it comes across the client's desk or email rather to check out that proposal. So I've mentioned some of the pros. I've mentioned some of the cons here. We will continue to discuss what we think are pros and areas of opportunity because really we love Travel Joy. We stand by it. It is the system that our elevated experience workflow was essentially based on. So we do believe in it as a product, but obviously systems can evolve and there are things that we would love to see in the future. But for the sake of this conversation, we are going to talk about all the things that can really help you streamline your business. So next up, simply that, how can TravelJoy streamline the workflow and create a centralized portal for client management? So Ashlyn's going to tackle this because this is where she lives. TravelJoy is essentially her, her home away from home, and she's going to dive into this. Absolutely. So as Jen was saying, this is one of my favorite pieces about Travel Joy is just the way that you can streamline the workflow and 
one little port, I guess, so to speak. So, you know, working with different advisors, building their client experiences for Teak, I see a lot of different ways that systems work. And I've seen a lot of clients who use other systems. They use several systems. But with TravelJoy, everything that we need is in one place. So I really, really love that. And I think one of the big challenges that travel advisors face managing client information is just that with the different systems. So if you work under a host, you might be required to put your finances and your planning fees in one area. But with TravelJoy, you have the ability to either do the direct invoices or do the authorization. So there's ways to work within your agency under your host, but still you know, stay in the business realm. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with is just organization. And so being able to manage client information, manage the bookings and the communication all in one place is just super essential. And it saves you a ton of time. So with managing the client information, you have everything all in one stream. So every communication that you send them and that they send back, it's going to stay in one long chain for you so that If you're looking for information, if you need to find something, all you have to do is scroll up and it's all there for you. And I think that that is super key, especially for an advisor when you guys are always communicating with different clients. You have that in their portal for you to look back on. Every client has their own trip and all of that data is being stored in their profile as well with the forms. And it's really, really helpful. Same with communication. You have an easy way to auto send emails. You can schedule emails or you can send them in real time, giving you the autonomy to run your business how you want to run your business. I love that because I am a big fan of like, get it out of your head. So like these emails come in on the weekend because that's when people have a free moment to look at their proposal or to like think about their trip. It's not their business to talk about travel. So during the week, they're in their business, they're doing life. So we get so frustrated with clients that are like emailing us on a weekend. And it's like, well, it's their only time to think about their trip and to like dream a little bit. But to that point, like schedule your emails, whether you're using TravelJoy or not. Our recommendation is always schedule your emails to go out on whatever time you start your business on Monday morning, as long as it's not urgent. And I love that TravelJoy, they used to be able to, or they used to have it where you would just schedule it based off of a certain time period going towards the departure date. And then they added the capability of being able to schedule emails at a specific time as well. And so that's super helpful to be able to do that and just to do like these one-off responses and not have it have to be an automated point of the process to be able to schedule it. You said something that triggered the fact that you can connect your Gmail. So if you're using Gmail, you can connect your email to travel joy. And I just love that feature because you can see, see yourself and all of your emails go through Gmail and you can respond through there. And it's still going to go back into that travel joy feed for you. So I just love how it saves everything all in one place. Does every single client have their own like travel joy Gmail that links? And I, this could be a hiccup that was definitely handled on there, but I always had issues where I would send emails, but they the chain wouldn't show up or something like they would respond in Gmail, but they wouldn't respond in travel joy. Have you ever seen that slash? Like, is there a workaround? Cause I think a lot of advisors have that pain point. You have to reply all essentially is how as the advisor, you get your responses to go back in the feed. If you're responding from your email and you taught me that I agree with you 
that it must have gotten easier. And I don't necessarily know the functionality that made it easier because I stopped getting emails outside of Travel Joy as much. And I would get notifications that an email came through, but it was always in my Travel Joy. So I remember those days too, Robin. And I think there have been some developments that have made it a little bit easier because they do get an individual identifier email address like if you're on Indeed or something like that, and you're not actually showcasing your direct contact information, it's creating that address that directly ties it to that trip. Now, if they have a different trip, it actually creates another address for the trip. So it's not by client. The unique email address is by trip. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Cause that was always, again, I, I'm going to just be totally transparent on this episode. Travel joy is not like what I know anymore. Cause I've transitioned away from booking travel. So I have random questions that'll pop up and be added. So don't mind me. No, that's great. I think that's perfect because it gives a perspective of someone that's not in it and they, you don't know what you don't know. And it also brings up unique features like that. That just isn't obvious and isn't normal in other CRMs. Like that's definitely a very unique feature because most CRMs manage client information. They don't manage client communications. And so that's where we're really differentiating here. And that's a big piece. All right, Ashlyn, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that was so good. That was so good. The other thing about the centralized platform is everything that's included in the platform. So you can invoice direct and supplier invoices. So planning fees and for trip invoices and authorizations. You also can track your sales and commissions. And this is one thing that I absolutely love doing. And when Jennifer went virtuoso, we had to submit all of our sales for the entirety of the agency being alive. And it was really cool because when we were, you know, doing sales and commissions, we were putting our supplier in. So we were able to see by supplier how much sales she had done since 2015 or per year. And it was just really helpful, very organized. And then we could easily put that in a spreadsheet and send it over. So I loved that piece. And then the communications, you can do supplier communications. Again, the proposal feature, it actually works really well with Travify. If you do build your proposals or your itineraries in Travify and you just put that web link, send it as a proposal through Travel Joy, and then your clients can a- approve it through Travel Joy, keep your workflow in harmony without having to, you know, use different ways to send that, like a hyperlink. It's really awesome the way that they mesh together. Same with Axis. You can send the web links there too. And I really love that feature. And just the different automations are just epic in Travel Joy. They add new ones constantly. So you're probably always going to see changes. I feel like every time I'm in there, there's a new way to automate versus the old ways that we've seen over the last year. So I really love their improvements as well and just making sure that they have a centralized platform that has everything you guys need. Well, they still have a long list from me of things that I'd love to see. <laughs> there is, I do have my wish list. My wish list is throw some extra currency on the authorizations because that's like something that I'm always adding a disclaimer, like this is converted for invoicing purposes and the actual price will be in this yen or euro or whatever. And just so people know, and I'll add the disclaimer in the description of the invoice and convert it for authorization purposes. But I'll again, reiterate it in the email, like it's converted for the invoice purposes. But like, if I could actually just pop a currency in there, it's not like it's charging that currency, 
because it's just the authorization. I understand the dollar sign for the, you know, for the direct invoices. One thing I did want to mention too, is that I love that there are read receipts. And this is where there's a little bit of glitch. Sometimes if people have certain like spam filters on, the email is quote unquote read by spam in order to categorize it. So sometimes it will say that the client has read an email, but it actually might've gone to their spam. So if you don't get a response, know that and and draw attention to it. But it is a really cool feature. And I do think it helps because you can screenshot it and send an email follow-up outside of TravelJoy and say like, hey, I saw that you read this. Just want to make sure if they start to ghost or something like that. But hopefully that's getting more and more rare because you, when you do sync your email address, you also enter like your DNS records. And once you do that, it should eradicate the spam issues for the most part. You might come across a few times, but that's probably going to be with any business domain, if I'm being honest. So it's just something to keep an eye out for is if you don't hear from someone for a while, maybe send them an email direct through your actual email platform instead of TravelJoy just to make sure they're not getting sent to spam and they can mark your email as safe. Absolutely. That is a big one too. And I know that if you do ever have issues, sometimes it was, we reached out to support and they'd mentioned sometimes with VPNs or if you live in an apartment or you're in a hotel and you're on Wi-Fi with a bunch of people, sometimes it will trigger them to go to spam too. But if you email them, they can help you correct that problem. So if it is frequent, if it keeps happening, they can help you fix it too, which is nice. Awesome. So we've recently gotten a big question. We talk about workflow all the time. And some people are like, what the heck is a workflow? And they might not feel comfortable asking us what a workflow is. But our one of our favorite programs that we have is the Elevated Experience Workflow. And one of our favorite features of TravelJoy is the ability to communicate with clients. Robin, you want to break down in layman's terms like what a workflow is and how that actually plays into what TravelJoy has to offer? A workflow is more so like your client experience process. It's the steps you're taking a client through from the point of them finding you and submitting your inquiry form all the way until they return home from their trips. And then for some people past that. So it's all of those like small steps, like sending the inquiry form, responding to the inquiry form, booking a schedule call, all those pieces are a part of a larger workflow. And a lot of times, especially we see newer advisors in the industry, they're just learning the ropes. They don't really know what process it looks like, like what steps are supposed to go in front of which. So they kind of just have this process that they're making up on the fly each time for the client. And while it works in the beginning somewhat, and again, I do think that you need to experiment a little bit in order to find a workflow that works for your business because while our workflow is a really good start, it definitely needs to be tailored. Like you need to take a look at like what works for you, your process, your business, all of that. Making the time to sit down and organize those into like direct steps is so, so crucial to your business, especially whether you want to grow or even if you have no plans of growing, getting those things like organized on paper is so important for your business, your sanity, creating balance in your life, anything like that. The reason that our workflow even came to be, our elevated experience workflow ever came to be was because Robin and I 
transitioned from vacation CRM before they had the capability of doing email templates, which which our understanding now is that they actually do, and they do have automations in place, which is great. But we didn't have that capability, and it was strictly a financial reporting system as well as a credit card capture, which it was a little bit iffy on that just because it wouldn't capture the actual security code, which was incredibly frustrating. The way that TravelJoy works is that their aim is essentially to tackle every piece of your client experience process. What we say all the time is like your business is not just your client experience. And I think that's where travel advisors get into this really big grind culture where they're just constantly serving clients and thinking like, one day I'll be successful if I just keep on servicing clients and they're not taking this like holistic approach to managing their business. So travel joy is your client experience. There should be another system that you're utilizing to manage all of the departmental components of your business. So we'll go ahead and say that right now. And we use ClickUp, we've used Trello before, but whatever it may be, as far as actually managing client communications and the process that we are directly impacting like trip plans, that's where TravelJoy shines. And they can actually hold all the emails, all the forms, all the task lists. And the beauty of TravelJoy is that the task lists are what kick off those automations. So you could segment this out into so many niches. If you have Safari or Italy or whatever it may be, you could actually make task lists for the time zones people are going to and the different automations could apply there and make you look like a rock star because you don't have to jump in at three in the morning and send a just checking in email. Another thing that Robin and I are like hoping and wishing for is that there is a mobile component to travel joy. So I mentioned earlier, and and Robin, you may want to speak to this, but our workaround for that, we did find that email workaround that we mentioned, but travel joy is mobile friendly, but it is not an app. Do you want to kind of talk through the, what you consider the differences between the two? So (laughs) this is where I get like really heated (laughs) because it would make this... (laughs) I mean, you're a travel advisor CRM and people are traveling, like they're on their phones, they're not always on their computer. So this is where I have some major beef with travel joy. But an app is just like Facebook or Instagram. It's an actual internal app that like you open up and inside is, you know, unfolds this beautiful travel joy system. Travel joy's workaround is that you have to go into Safari or Google Chrome or whatever you use on your iPhone or Android device and log in like you would on a computer and then it's a web page. Um, so it's very, it's not the same thing. It's very different. And again, I think if that app gets created, it would take this product leaps and bounds above everyone else in the industry. But yeah, I don't, I don't think it's on their radar as of, as of yet. Cause every single time me and Jen bring it up, they're like, yeah, we have a mobile app. You just type it. <laughs> in. I'm like, you don't know what an app is then because that's, that's not the answer. So we're talking about like the workflows and the and centralized like hub of client information. The non-sexy feature that I loved most about TravelJoy because it protected my business the most is that when I was mm-hmm. working on a trip, I was able to actually upload every single form, every single dining reservation, dinner reservation, spa reservation, all of this stuff went into my trip profiles so that it was sitting inside that trip, whether it was like important and they needed it or not. And I know that a lot of people are like, okay, well, why would I need to do that if I'm putting it over inside of Travify or whatever? You probably don't. But for me, who needs everything in one simple place? 
it was a game changer. And if I'm uploading it to one platform, it doesn't take me long to upload it to another platform. So that was a big deal for me because I even uploaded multiple like rounds of my proposals and stuff like proposal round one, proposal round two. And that saved me because people thought like when they booked, they're like, well, this was on my proposal and now it's gone. And it's like, well, the proposal you approved did not have it on. So stuff like that was just really big as like an actual information management system. And that's what I think Travel Joy is intended to be is that one-stop shop for emails, forms, your actual receipts and things like that. Everything information-wise that a client would need to book their airline information, their passports, all that stuff that you need in one single place. So that was something that I, I always had a lot of forms and maybe that's overkill to some people, but again, it saved my butt on numerous occasions and was helpful for me. I love that they have the ability to add, it's like a quote unquote, add terms and conditions checkbox, but you don't have to actually populate with any body. So you could just add verbiage and have people sign off on like, if this booking looks accurate, please submit your signature below. So that's just getting that capture of that authorization. Like, yes, my booking looks accurate. Yes, my wrap-up documents look accurate. Like the protective features of Travel Joy, to me, I would never be able to break up with Travel Joy because I just feel so cozy knowing that like I am able to weave in protective language and measures at every turn. And that's not something that email can give you. Like someone responding back is not as powerful as a signature ever would be. So if we're talking about discoverable or pieces of protection in case it ever came to that, God forbid, having someone that signed and dated an actual piece of communication is so powerful. And then of course, you can definitely add body for your terms and conditions. You can add different invoicing templates. So what Robin just mentioned, I think is really important is she was uploading the different edits of proposals. So if on your direct fee, you've outlined, you get three versions of a proposal. That way you created this like concrete digital imprint of version one, edit two, edit three, final draft. And that way, if they were to ever say like, no, I didn't get three edits, you could actually download those, send them to them and be like, yes, actually, these are the three that I saved in time. Because you want to make sure that you are, again, protecting your business. And I think this is the best system that exists currently that allows people to do that. So there's going to be faults in any system, right? We'll always be able to say, I wish they had XYZ. But for the most part, to me, I believe this is the strongest and most protective CRM that's on the market. It also just keeps everything looking good. I don't know how mm-hmm. much that matters to everyone else. Like, yeah, aesthetics matter. I want to add my brand colors, whatever. That That's great. But what's it's like visually appealing. Like the fact that you can have statuses where it's like waiting on client or it's waiting on me. Like I'm still waiting on something on my end or yeah, the proposal's approved and you can like adjust those things. So they like flow through these little columns inside of travel joy. So everything's very organized at one quick glance. I think that's super important when you're getting up to the book where you're managing multiple, multiple big ticket clients and you have people in all parts of the puzzle at different times. It's incredibly important that when you get onto your dashboard and you're seeing like, okay, where, where is she at? Like she's, we're waiting on an inquiry call for her. Okay, cool. This person's proposal is approved. I have to apply this person's deposit today. All of that is like 
huge information that can really, if you're not organized, if you're not the person who isn't organized, can keep it all together in your own head, which honestly, I don't know if there's anyone out there who truly can. That's huge. And each morning to wake up and look at where people are at and then update things if you need to update them. Like, is this person still, Is they are they booked yet? Are they not? And it just gives you that quick overview. And that's so powerful for a business owner. I do like being able to see, it says waiting on client versus me. And I like being able to categorize that and sort it that way. I also love that I can title things like last name, destination, occasion, so that I can like in COVID, if something happened with Tahiti, I could easily search Tahiti and all of my Tahiti trips are going to pop up. So I'm able to send them a canned email about what the new regulation is. So it's things like that that sound silly, but that's a massive time saver so that I'm not like combing through every trip being like, okay, now let me copy and paste another email to this client. Being able to template communications so that you're not searching through your emails to copy and paste and then forgetting to include important information because you're regurgitating that information or forgetting to remove information that doesn't apply to their trip. And then you look a little silly because you copied and pasted from someone else's trip. Like those are all the things that discredit your professionalism in subtle ways. And just to reiterate Robin's point, like not just the aesthetics of how the system works to the travel advisor, which is intuitive and just so convenient. It's also the formatting to your clients is going to be consistent, which is also elevating anytime there's consistency, you're elevating your brand. So it's definitely a double-edged sword of like why the aesthetics of this system are beneficial to both the client and the advisor, because the functionality yields to the the aesthetics for the advisor, whereas the brand identity is what the client sees. So that was a little bit of a rant on my part. The whole reason we gravitated to this system was because consistently I was battling with my clients on the fact that travel advisors are worth it, are still relevant, are around and actually booking travel. And then you have systems like what we were using and it's like, this actually looks like it's ancient. Like we are a new age industry who is like up and coming and all this stuff, but like the technology we're using was not at all like actually articulating that. So if that's part of your brand, like high end experience and like, you know, all of that, you need to be using systems and softwares that are actually showing you off as that person who does use technology or who is like up on the times and stuff like that. That was a lot. It was a lot to, for me to overcome how antiquated certain CRMs looked with my demographic, especially a younger demographic. It's annoying to them to have to give me their security code. That's that's very annoying because like now I'm interrupting yeah. their time and that's not something a millennial or a Gen Zer wants you to be interrupting their day with stuff like that when it should be handled by technology. Anything you're adding to your business brand, anything should be relaying that brand message clearly. We haven't even touched on supplier messages inside of here and how no. it's a client hub and that's great. But like now with supply, and this is something that wasn't in there when I was using it, but the fact that you can put the supplier contacts in there and have your supplier messages about that trip. I mean, all of that is just, I don't, it's a great system. Of course, like we said, there's things we want to change and add and whatever. And when we have a million dollars one day, maybe we'll do it. 
you mentioned something and it's that we're fighting for this modernized perspective from the rest of the world, but we're not, if we're not modernizing our approach that we're completely, it's completely counterintuitive. And that's not just travel joy. That's all systems. Like, I'm sorry, but anyone can send an email and anyone can book a trip online. If you start to create these essentially like barriers for people to book a trip, which to me, emailing someone after I've approved a credit card authorization with my security code or texting at one that's breaking a boundary. And I was having to do it all the time because someone would authorize a payment like late at night and it, that quote might time out at midnight. And now I'm having to like text someone to get this payment completed. And then I risk losing the trip, which financially puts me at risk, like nightmare, first of all. But also we were sending Panda docs to get the client signature created. And then we would have to like download that and put it in a Google drive. Like it was just this like web of complication and we're all about simplifying clicks. And if you're not making the process more simple, why is someone working with us? It's just at the end of the day, if you're not taking something off their plate, if you're complicating the process, people are going to book it on their own. First of all, people like researching especially like a younger generation, they love researching and they're comfortable on the internet and they're comfortable finding unique things on Airbnb experiences and all of these things. So if you are not making it more simple and you're not showcasing your value, you are immediately going to lose a very large part of the audience that is going to quickly become the majority of people traveling in the next decade. I mean, 100%. It's like a discredit almost. Yeah. 100%. It is. And it's like, you're, you're discrediting yourself without doing anything wrong. Right. But by not evolving with technology, whether it be Loom, TravelJoy, and itinerary creator like Travify, like all of these things are what people are now paying you for. They're not paying you for an email and they're not paying you for a receipt. They're paying you to elevate their experience. If we're thinking of a travel advisor as being the luxury and not the actual quality of the trip, which you know, that's subjective, but the actual luxury is having the travel advisor work with you on the trip. Don't complicate it. I agree. That makes me think of like map quests back in the day versus just like <laughs> hopping on ways now and like being able to map anywhere. I think about that a bit. One thing that Ashlyn mentioned previously also, and, and we discussed a little bit in length was the protective measures. Now, Ashlyn worked for Explorator, a host agency where there were multiple advisors under one brand. And there's so much risk involved with that because that means that everyone that's under the same brand has to be putting out the same quality of experience. I want to say this, if you're a host agency and you don't have a workflow in place and you are expecting people to operate under the same level of quality, you must unify your team in some way. It was the only way that I felt was appropriate and not imposing and dancing the line of that employee relationship was by providing every advisor with the tools to be successful. And that was a consistent client experience workflow, all the emails with the terms and conditions. And that was a major protective piece for me. One other thing that came into play as Ashlyn grew with our team was she started doing some audits, particularly of my trip. But if we started to see that an advisor was getting bogged down and maybe there were errors, 
what she would be able to do is actually toggle to that advisor's account and be able to see all of their trips. So as a host agency owner, having everyone in Travel Joy was so crucial, especially if someone were unexpectedly out of the office, like we could pop in and take over without any like blip even happening. And that is just unheard of. Like to be able to get into someone's email does not even give you a clue of where they are with their trips. To be able to see what trips they have booked does not give you a clue where those trips are. So being able to log into TravelJoy and actually see the thread of communication, the forms that have been completed, the receipts that have been uploaded, the invoices that have been completed, that is such a sigh of relief as an agency owner or even just as a colleague if you're working with someone else. And maybe you give someone your, like when you go out of office, your backup buddy, you can give them your login information. The reasons are endless to be able to have a system like this. Another thing is that Ashlyn was auditing and she'll walk you through what that means, but it saved us from so many errors. And when you're working on these trips and the concierge level details that we mentioned in another episode, it's so easy to have errors. Like you're human. There's humans touching every piece of this process. There are humans booking your, from your on-site DMC perspective, you are booking something from airfare or putting it into an itinerary creator. There can be errors and it's going to happen. What you take away from those errors is definitely a different thing. But Ashlyn, share a little bit about what your auditing process looked like and why you feel like it was beneficial to have a system like this, especially from a host agency perspective. Sure. Yeah, I'd love to. And especially with this industry, there's so much trust in all directions. And that's why I think auditing was just that big sigh of relief for us because we knew on our end that we did everything we needed. And if there was something that was out of place, we could quickly toggle over and bring that back. Or we could reach out to that advisor and say, hey, XYZ. So I absolutely love this. So the team management piece is super key because like Jen said, you can toggle to any of your advisor's profiles and then you could go into their client trips. But those statuses that Robin was talking about, that's a lot of what we looked at too is we would look at the stages and we could see for communication like, okay, they have been waiting on this advisor to respond for one week or three weeks or a month. And then we could go in and see like, okay, did they ask questions? Are they being responded to? Is the communication dropping off? And then we could go in and kind of bring that to their attention. So communication was one big piece that we did audit and look at just to make sure that I don't want to say Jennifer's standards, but the agency standards of making sure we responded with X amount of days or hours was always being met. And that was one thing that kept us on the same level of everybody getting the same experience from any of the advisors. And the other piece is documentation. So we always sent receipts. We always sent their PDFs after we booked the trips, but we have to make sure that everybody is doing that too. So being able to upload the documentation into their file, being able to give them that booking confirmation email where they can just attach that PDF and send it to the client. We wanted to make sure all of that was being done. So We did create a big mega master spreadsheet that was our Bible for auditing. And we did share that in niche. So if you guys are in niche, feel free to go pop in there um, and see it. And if not, (laughs) join us. But we have that auditing spreadsheet in there where you can look at all of the pieces. So when we did book airfare, 
we did do seat assignments, but some people might not. So you can always skip sections, but we were able to look at every piece of every trip and check it off to make sure it was done. So if something wasn't checked off on their audits, I would go in and I would double check and we would either do it for them or let them know, hey, this needs to be done. We're meeting a deadline and we could just make sure everything was done on time the way that we like it done and nobody was you know, just sitting there waiting for something to happen. So the documentation piece was super helpful because if something did happen, we could also pop into their that client's trip on that agent's profile and see like, okay, they did send that. They did sign off on this. And it was just another checks and balances for us to feel comfortable. And then that goes into invoicing. So invoicing is something that I know I've touched on in a past episode, but invoicing is super important that you're labeling and making sure everything is sectioned out the way that you are invoicing in. So if you're piecing together an invoice and you're using different suppliers or DMCs or your booking activities with Viator, you want to make sure everything is in there labeled correctly. All of the amounts are correct. Since you can't invoice in euros or other currencies, make sure that you make those notes about the conversions in there and sending those appropriately. And so that was something we audited too, is we just made sure the invoices matched what we had on the documents, make sure their names match, their birthdays match. We just wanted everything to be seamless before they're heading into their trip. So we really, we audited everything for everybody if they wanted us to, which all of the agents did. They always asked us to audit because they ended up liking it too. So if you're afraid to step on your advisor's toes under you, I really wouldn't feel that way because they ended up being super grateful for the auditing help and it made us feel good too. Yeah. I mean, that's a large commitment to me. It's almost like if you have some kind of maybe like option to add like 10 hours of VA help from like a, you have a full-time onsite or something like you can pay for the host agency for 10 client trips to be audited or something like that, because ultimately the host is responsible for the overhead of that. So I, I talked with another advisor about that. I'm like, what if you had a VA that is full-time, but essentially like they are given the opportunity to like buy hours based on availability during that time of just some like extra eyes so that anything that's going towards their book of business is coming out of their pocket. So that's just like food for thought. But whether you are a host agency or you're an independent contractor, auditing your trips is well worth the time. I think that we move too fast. Just we move too fast when we get busy. Errors happen. You can wipe out your commission so quickly with one minor mistake. I mean, I'm be honest. One of my first mistakes was I booked a June flight instead or a July flight instead of a June flight. It cost me a thousand bucks. Whole trip was negated. Like it was just so demotivating. And especially at the beginning of your business, if you don't have the capital to do that, if you don't have the if you don't have a credit card, if you don't have the opportunity to put a grand towards fixing the issue, like it can wipe you out so quickly. So auditing your trips and adding notes, Ashlyn would add notes for me to look at and we would catch things all the time. And it's just normal. Or it might be something that I was like, no, that's intentional, but at least like we had extra eyes on it. And I would get crazy and be like, has this been audited? She's like, it's audited three times at this point. But those, there are those clients. We all have had those clients, right? That we're like, we're so nervous for them to travel that we're manifesting something bad to happen. 
and it always does, no matter how much you audit. So yeah, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole thing in itself, but everybody listening is like, can I hire Ashlyn right now? <laughs> the answer is no, you may not. No, you may not. <laughs> no, she was a gem of a find and she will not go back. <laughs> There's no turning back now. Now she is trying to spread her knowledge to all the people. The last thing we want to touch on, and we mentioned this before, but commission reporting. And I was like, not fully aware of all of the functionality of the commission reporting. And it it took us like an embarrassingly long amount of time for Ashlyn and I to be like, oh, you can search in this field and like drilling down on finding commissions is so much easier than we thought. And you can search by organization, not just by person. Like we were spending so much time, but it it resolved itself. We were able to get some resolution on that. You can pull commissions. It's a little, I don't want to say finicky because there's nothing wrong with it. It's specific in the sense that once you put a booking date, as in it has been booked, that's when it will show up in your commission. So there's just certain triggers that you need to be aware of for that reporting to be accurate, but it is great for reporting. There's never enough metrics reporting for me personally. So I would love a graphic dashboard. That's a wish that I'm going to put into the universe as well. I'd love to see growth over time and comparative metrics, but for the sake of daily functionality, their commission reporting is is just fine. And it allows you to pull unpaid reports so that you can bill those suppliers and make sure that you're collecting on your commissions. So whew, that was like a lot. And it wasn't just about travel joy. It's just about like your client experience in general and things that are important to be considered. So even if you're not working with travel joy, I hope you forward this episode to someone that could benefit from it because I think there's just so much that we learned as we grew and the opportunities to make improvements on the client experience that yes, apply to travel joy, but just apply to client experience in general. Thank you for joining us to explore the benefits of using travel joy for travel advisors. You can streamline your workflow, enhance client management, simplify bookings, create stunning proposals, improve communication, and protect your business and your peace all within one system. If you're looking to beat overwhelm this summer and receive a turnkey workflow to implement within your Travel Joy system, check out our Elevated Experience Workflow Program. Once purchased, you'll be provided with access to a portal with helpful videos as well as an option for our team, <laughs> Ashlyn, to implement that workflow for you and even add beautiful branded header graphics, hyperlink your Calendly, the whole shebang. Within days, you can have a seamless client experience workflow loaded into your system with beautiful header graphics that match your brand and other automations that just make you look so dang professional. We've included a list of our favorite systems in the show notes and our affiliate codes for you to maximize on efficiency while keeping your expenses in mind. Thank you for joining another Teak Talks episode. If you're loving our content, we'd love and appreciate your support and feedback. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, hit subscribe so that you never miss when an episode drops. And while you're there, please leave us a rating and review. We're sending you a long distance cheers because you just finished another episode of Teak Talk. If you loved what you heard, hit subscribe and head over to the show notes for any resources and a summary of this episode. In the meantime, if you want more access to us, we are personally inviting you to join our Niche by Teak community, where we host live events, answer your questions, 
share destination masterclasses, and give you a front row seat to all the resources that we launch throughout the year. Plus, what's better than being surrounded by like-minded advisors that are hyping you up to succeed each day? We think nothing. Head over to www.teakhq.com backslash niche to join the community today.